welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the New Year's episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy, joined with my, my friends Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Happy New Year. We did it. We made it out of 2018. We're here into a brand new year. How'd you guys, how'd you guys survive the new year? Survived. I'm really tired, and it's not because of drinking. Because I had, like, no drinks. We had... A lot of soda. We had mixed sodies. Yeah, yeah we had... Literal, co- literal sodas. Non-alcoholic cocktails, and stayed up late. And I think we're all dragging quite a bit because of it. Yeah. I know I am. Coffee seems to just do nothing to me today. Nothing. We had an intense gaming night. We did. Board games. We covered a lot of games. A lot of board games, yeah. We did. A lot of fun. Yeah. It was good. Especially considering we had to learn a few new ones. I I think it went well. It did. Yeah. Not bad. We're on to 2019. And what? How many episodes have we done? This is magic number 19, ironically. 19 to start 2019. Well well done, guys. Neil, that's 18 more than I thought we would do. <laughs> hey, we did it. I never thought we'd see 2019. What's still crazy is there's people that talk to me and they find out that we did a podcast and they start with number one, which still blows my don't, mind. Don't yeah, start there. Don't do don't that. Don't do that. Please, Please don't. don't. Start with the more recent ones. I probably couldn't even go back and listen to like episode one now. And I tried I, to I a couple it. times, and it's it's bad. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I mess up like right away. Anyway, it's good. Anywho. Good times. So why don't we kick the things off and kind of review our last time we we left our listeners? We did a little bit of a fantasy draft. Who won that week? Wasn't me. Finally, it Pete. Was Pete. I did because of future Hall of Famer Josh Rosen. Nope, not nope, other one. Not <laughs> Josh Allen. <laughs> Allen. Other one. Other, other Josh. <laughs> he did the best quarterback. Uh, I, I knew Way I was going to gonna mess that up once. I, I it kept was 50-50. It ri- I didn't write it down this time. It was time. 50-50. Oh, man. I picked Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Josh Allen. To be a homer, and he immediately got a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Humana, humana. I have been terrible at this. I am just ready to. I'll just. I'll bring money. You guys just tell me where we're eating. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of tightened up between Andy and I. Well, there's there's six points separating each way. So Pete's right in the middle. Twenty-seven for Andy. Twenty-one for Pete. Fifteen for me. How many was that for you? Fifteen. Oh. That's uh. That's four seconds and three thirds. I have not won. <laughs> Out of seven weeks, I did not win once. So I am terrible at this. You are. If you want to bet, though, if you go against all my picks, you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. If you do daily fantasy, don't take anyone I take. Yeah. And you'll probably do well. So a little advice for people out there. Although this week, nobody can pick uh, Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's not in the playoffs. Yeah, now I'm not. I gotta write it down. No Josh Allen, no Christian McCaffrey. I believe those were, those guys were on the winning team like every week. Oh, easily, right. yeah, yeah, easily. So, so now we're all gonna be battling for like twenty points. Though they are much better players now. Now there's no crazy wrinkle. It should be interesting. No more crazy wrinkles. Yeah, no more drafting scrubs. 
we're we're looking at most of the best play, at least the best teams. Well, that really that's next weekend, but this weekend's still pretty good. Yep. So we're gonna randomize. We're gonna do this week's voting for the wild card weekend. Uh, randomize the the draft order. And Pete, you're number one. Mike's number two, and I'm taking up the rear. Okay, I'm gonna start it off with the Wisconsin guy, our our own Wisconsin Wisconsin player there, uh, Melvin Gordon. Is he nice. back healthy? Yeah, he's had he, healthy-ish. He played uh, one. I played. He played week sixteen, I believe. And then he sat out week 17, so I think he's okay. That's good. Good for you. All right. Well, you make it easy for me then. Take Zeke. There you go. Well, he took Most. the. I think he took the best running backs off the board. So I'm going to go back to back. I'm going to take my wide receivers. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen. I like that. Makes a uh, makes a wide receiver run that I have to join in. T. Y. Hilton. Speaking of injured players, that guy hasn't practiced in like a month, but he keeps playing. What's up, numbers? Is all that matters. All right, run a wide receivers here, so I think I'm gonna lock those up quick. Uh, let's go, Amari Cooper, and I'm gonna switch it up. My boy Zach Ertz. Uh, well, nice. well done. Tight ends almost never get picked. No, they on don't this. get love, but Ertz went w- over 100 catches this year, right? Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you have better luck than I did. I picked Jared Cook that one. That one week and did not did not go did not well. go well. Yeah, yeah. It's sad time for tight ends. Even last week, Gronk didn't get picked. Yeah. Just sat there, only lonely by himself. Zachary's a good pick though. I like that. Well, I'm gonna start the quarterback run though. Since I have T. Y. Hilton, I gotta have Andrew Luck. Just go all in on these Colts. Nice. I'm gonna draft my first running back. I think. Take the lightning in a bottle, Tariq Cohen. Good luck with that. Yep, it's going to be probably zero points. That's Who knows? Right. <laughs> it could be 50 or zero. Yep. And then uh, I think Deshaun Watson. I'm going to do my DeAndre Hopkins to Watson connection. Well, I need another running back before Pete. So I'm going to take Chris Carson and oh. just hope they feed him in Seattle. That's what I want. Seattle surprisingly great run game i thought their o-line was just like the worst in the league for they can run block they can't pass pass block okay yeah all right um well i'm pretty pretty easily easy here i can i can pick whatever i want so i got my last two picks i'm gonna go with lamar miller for the texans and i'll round it off with my quarterback Dak prescott i'm gonna stay away from the the sketchy weather possibly who man, knows? Man, Pete's all in on, on Texas. Yeah. Mario yeah. Cooper, Lamar Yeehaw. Miller, and Prescott. <laughs> well, I'm going to take then Tyler Lockett to round off my team, and that means I have all Saturday players. So Sunday, I can just sleep all day. You guys just t- <laughs> tell me what happened in football games. You lost. We'll let you know okay. you got one point. Yeah. And then I'll wrap it up with Mr. Relevant, Marlon Mack. All right. Michaels. Perfect. So lock it in. I have... Sean Watson, we're going to go with Tariq Cohen, Marlon Mack, DeAndre Hopkins, and Keenan Allen. Like my wide receiving core, don't like my running backs, and whatever. I have Luck, Zeke and Carson, and then Hilton and Lockett, which, don't worry, Andy, you'll still get at least second. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. And I have Prescott, Lamar Miller, and Melvin Gordon, Amari Cooper, and Zach Ertz. 
All right. Well, only should be a fun one. Only three weeks left because it's this week, the divisional round week next week, and then the, the conference championships. And then we're on to Super Bowl. So the real question is, Pete, where are we going to go to eat? Where Mike's going to pay for us? I don't know. Long John Silver's, I think we talked about, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, we were discussing what's the grossest <laughs> fast food. The grossest fast food. Yeah. But if you don't want to sponsor us, we do love you. Long, <laughs> yeah. Long John Silver's, get the new fish basket for only $3.99. Ready for you in under 15 seconds. Eating good in the neighborhood. I don't know what that's, that's not their saying. Isn't that Applebee's? <laughs> that's <probably> Applebee's. <laughs> Sorry to both of them. So moving around to wrap up the NFL, week 17 brings a flurry of coaching changes. And a Packers loss. Didn't even score. That was embarrassing. <laughs> My brother-in-law Kyle went to that game. I feel really bad for him. That was a bad showing to even bother to go to. I haven't heard that much booing in Green Bay. That many open seats too. Yeah, that's a tough one because I mean, you get to the game, you're excited, and then what is there to really cheer for? (laughs) Nothing. People pay a lot of money to go to those games too. Are you telling me you guys didn't envision the season ending with Joe Philbin drawing up plays for Deshaun Kaiser and Jake Kumaro to not get shut out by the Lions? (laughs) That's exactly what I expected at the end of the year. What I did, lessons learned from that game, Deshaun Kaiser is just a, a minuscule upgrade over Brett Hundley. Yeah. The only upgrade is I think he actually takes some shots down the field where Hundley would just check down and do outs yeah. or throw it away. And see, I know that the the line was like a you know, a hodgepodge of guys, but let's just admit, all you everyone out there that wants Rodgers traded can just stop right there. Yeah. Just look at what happened against <laughs> the Lions, who can barely stop anybody. Right. Yeah, it it kind of reminds me of last year, where I think we got shot out twice with Hunley starting. Yeah. We get shot out now with Kaiser. Yeah, The Packers' offense has been absolutely a disaster without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But what is kind of interesting, I think we may need to talk about that maybe in our season review coming up, but the fact that Pro Football Focus rated our offensive line as – one of the best pass-blocking lines in the NFL. Wasn't Rodgers sacked, like, top 10? Yeah, so I'll let you ponder that. I felt like he was under pressure quite a bit this year. That seems like a broken metric, whatever they use to rate that. That or somebody holding on the ball too long. Maybe. That's also Maybe that's judged into it, how long they block. How long they hold their their block, yeah. That could be. Aaron uh, did hold the ball a lot this year. So we were noticing that. They'll dive into that a little bit. Yeah, how about uh, coaching around the NFL? Eight eight coaches fired, I'd imagine, right? I think Um, Steve Wilkes, Arizona. Seven vacancies right now. Seven? Yeah, Steve Wilkes, Arizona. Vance Joseph, Denver. Gase in Miami. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, Marvin Lewis, Cincinnati. Finally. Dirk Ketter, Tampa Bay. And that's not including the Browns and, and Packers. Packers. So they join us in the coaching is, hunt. Is that seven or eight? I don't know how to count. So I wasn't so, counting. But that's right. that does seem. Is, does that I seem think it's, it's like eight 20, total? It's eight total. Twenty-five percent of the league. Does that seem like more than usual, or is this so? About right? Seems about right. So like, if if you're if at your job, if twenty-five percent of your company was fired, you'd be kind of concerned about your <laughs> yeah. company. That's what happened this year. 
That's to the just, NFL. Yeah, a little bit of that, and, then, and two of the longest-standing tenured coaches, like Marvin Lewis and Mark McCarthy, both lost, yeah. lost their positions. So McCarthy, though, it looks like he will be probably one of the first guys to get a job. He's already lined up two interviews. Is that yeah, right? I think the the big one is the Cleveland job. He's I think he's interviewing what? What did we say? Thursday. I believe Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday, and and then the rumor is I think he heads to New York after that. But there's rumors that he won't even get there. Yeah, that the Browns will not let him leave without a contract. Yeah, Browns are pretty still pretty close to Green Bay. He doesn't prob probably doesn't have to uproot his family. Um, that's kind of like his main main deal, like. So he met his wife in Green Bay and stuff, and kids are there, and they don't right. really want to move away. So Yeah, there were some talks where he might take a year off just to kind of let them get finished out. I think one of them is going into, what, eighth grade or something like that to finish out that before going to high school maybe. Plus he's originally a Pittsburgh guy and has family in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not too far away from Cleveland. It's if, not bad. If any of that stuff factors in, not good, a bad situation for him. midpoint. Also, the Browns are on the rise. That would be kind of a fun job to take i would think gets to develop a young quarterback in mayfield who seems like he's the best quarterback out of the bunch this year i would say so especially the way he finished the season yeah allen kind of showed a little bit at the end of the season um jackson of course willed his team to the playoffs uh after flacco went down but he's up and down so so yeah you would think mayfield is is the gem out of that draft so far he just seems like the biggest playmaker i guess but, but yeah, he he he's shown that he can develop quarterbacks. So it would be pretty interesting to see him in Cleveland. Yeah, I'd, I'll cheer for the Browns. If McCarthy goes there. I already don't mind the Browns just because they've been the laughing stock of football most yeah. of our lives. And I think we have a, a deep seated love affair for him. I mean, we, I think we've we mentioned them in almost each of the podcasts so far, in one <laughs> form or another. Yeah, we do talk about Cleveland constantly. Love in quotes. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, Cleveland's not that bad. It's a nice city. Well, I appreciate that they have legit fans, but they never win, it seems. So I feel for them in that regard. We've we've kind of been, if not for the Packers, I mean, we'd probably have the same mentality as Cleveland sports. But they've had championships with LeBron, no? Yeah, now that changes everything. Well, one, right? Yeah, one. So it's good enough. Yeah, yeah. That just that breaks the drought. In, in Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State's always good. That they do have that. That was what makes me not like them. No, I can't Ohio stand State. Ohio State. Well, <laughs> Urban Meyer's done now, so we'll see if. Uh, yeah, I don't think it matters. Uh, He's staying on what an advisory role or assistant AD. I I think he will. Yeah, be some capacity. Still try to help out, but it seems like for his uh, health, he better just hang it up. As an an intense man. And speaking of college coaches. So Lincoln Riley signs an extension, and Pat Fitzgerald says he's staying at Northwestern. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean those doesn't guys mean aren't, aren't available. They all say that. Yes, mm -hmm. especially the uh, I'm staying here is mandatory because you don't want recruits to start uh, you know, second-guessing right. whether or not. The only guy that has the power to say, like, I'm going to go somewhere else is a Nick Saban. I think he did it years ago where his agent was like, Saying, oh, they have the tech, they're going to the Texas, whatever, the tech, taking the Texas job, and then all of a sudden the boosters pay for his house, and yeah, and he's looking to stay at Alabama forever. So, yeah, but Pat Fitzgerald doesn't have that power yet. If anything, though, you, yeah, you can try to leverage it as 
I want to raise if yeah. you're Pat Fitzgerald. And I know Northwestern actually just spent money on a new athletic facility. So if that's any reason to, then maybe think they could get a little bit better recruits. But they're always going to be at a disadvantage being the smallest school in the Big All Ten. All right. But he's built something there. It's something that he he loves. He's He went to Northwestern, right? So Yeah, he's a linebacker there. Yeah, it's – I think – I don't think he goes away from Northwestern, really. I, I don't know if he's ready. I mean, people say he is, but but yeah, he's still relatively young, right? Yeah, I think he's 44. I, I think he's a really good coach. What would worry me is I think it put a lot of pressure on our offensive coordinator hire because he's a defensive-minded guy. He'd be all about yeah. D, and we need someone who can get along with Rodgers. Rodgers yeah. will be the offensive coordinator. So. Yeah, who are other uh, coaching prospects coming in? We reached out to the Patriots. So is that official, McDaniels? Is he coming in Saturday? Did he he officially? I think it was official that he is coming in Saturday. Because they have the bye week. Yeah. Um, the what the linebackers coach Brian Flores. Flores, who's now the I don't think he's official yet. Yeah, they had just uh, they just reached out. Yeah, we're just asking about him. But yeah, yeah. The, the confirmed interview list that we have is Joe Philbin is interviewing today or tomorrow, or yesterday or today. He would be the <laughs> first. It's January second and third, no. <laughs> right? And then Josh McDaniels is January fourth. Brian Flores is January fourth. Dan Campbell is the fifth, and Matt Lafleur is the sixth. Okay, that's a decent amount. I, I like I like all those guys. I mean, you know, Sands Philbin. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, I think I think uh, a lot of those guys are are were probably on top of everyone's list as far as uh, coaches to bring in. So I think we have open requests out still, like you mentioned with Fitzgerald, and then Mike Munchak with the Steelers is still I open. Don't know about, I don't know if I like that one, but do you think they've given any thought to just making Aaron Rodgers head coach and player, kind of like Jackie Moon in the Tropics? <laughs> mm, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Just, just something to throw, just something yeah, to think yeah. about. It worked for them. Hot believe take. They, believe they won an ABA championship. Yeah, so oh, that's true. Man. <laughs> Jackie Moon. There's other rumors of like Adam Gase with Miami, like, potentially coming in, and then Eric Bieniemy with God, Kansas City. Stay away from Gase. It looks, seems yeah, like, like everybody's staying away from Gase. I guess it depends on your team's philosophy. Certain teams have kind of made it clear they want experienced coaches. And that's why guys like McCarthy are going to get interviews quickly. And then other teams are kind of looking for the next up-and-comer. I don't know. We seem to kind of fall somewhere in between. We're kind of interviewing everybody almost. Which is probably smart. We'll see what... uh, So would you guys like an offensive-minded guy or a defensive-minded guy? I would like to keep Petten and hire an offensive-minded guy. Because I I do think the defense showed some potential. I mean, we had, what, seven starters injured? Yeah. I mean, the defense, by the end of the year, was just decimated. But I saw some things I liked out of, you know, Fackrell having a breakout year. Kenny Clark was fantastic. Martinez. Martinez was great. They manufactured a lot of pressure. Jair Alexander looked pretty well in his first year. Yeah. Uh, If they can get King back healthy, man, he looks good every time he plays. He just got to, can he stay healthy? That's one of those things. Yeah, I can agree with you. I think the the defense I like what Petten's doing. I think I like the talent, the young talent that's there. I think you're probably going to have another draft class bring in, in more talent to try to help sure up some of that linebacking core or get an uh, edge rusher. But I think bringing an offensive guy, I think it would be a good time for them too because take away Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's a nice young group again. I mean, you have a state, statement in 
Devontae Adams, but you got a bunch of young receivers, a little bit of turnover, um, potentially in the offensive line. So it'd be good maybe that if you're going to put in a new system, now would be the time to do it. And a nice running back to kind of round out that offensive core. So it'd be. And we we do pick, uh, we have three picks in the top 44 now. So that's not too shabby in terms of rebuilding. Yeah, we could we could rebuild pretty fast here and uh, contend again. I mean, the NFL is all about parity, all about quick turnaround. So we'll see. I think a healthy Rodgers will make a lot of a lot of things better. Yeah, even uh, even in a bad twenty eighteen, he's still ranked in top five. Yeah, I still think it took half of his season and took him a while to learn how to play on that knee, and then it finally got healthy, and it was just too late. Yeah, anyway, at, le- so. at least if he wasn't having his, you know best season in terms of accuracy or touchdown passes those interceptions two interceptions all year that's that is, crazy yeah that is really crazy to think and he got his percentage up to 20 62.3 so i mean he got above i mean he's i mean he's down but it's not definitely not his worst season yeah i could imagine that the the knee was a big factor in that completion percentage like his throws were just off he just didn't know how to plant and all that kind yeah of stuff, he was so. he was playing hurt the entire year he had some nagging injury besides the knee even he had other stuff so and somebody who knows if it's getting a report with those young receivers if he's expecting them to be in certain spots it makes those throws look a little bit more atrocious if they're not quite there it's yeah. maybe covered up yeah. with a little bit of inexperience in that yeah in that receiving core but they looked a lot better throughout the whole year they've they right. progressed they looked rough at, to start but I, I'm really it's promising what St. Brown and MVS did. Like I'm I'm really excited to see what they can do in their second year. Yeah. I feel better in our situation than I do with Minnesota and their oh, yeah. just complete turmoil with that team. You like that? Oh, that's amazing. Kirk Cousins making a lot of money. Yeah, I thought Minnesota had about as talented a roster as any team in the NFL going into this season. I'm pretty shocked they missed the playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah, it's the the top six highest paid quarterbacks are not in the playoffs this year. Yeah, that's a it's a weird year where none of them made it. But there is an advantage to having a guy on a rookie contract. That really is because every quarterback gets paid mm-hmm. to some degree. Even Blake Bortles got decent money. But if you can have someone like you know who's all the in the playoffs now, Jared Goff, Goff, Dak Prescott, now. Lamar Jackson on the Ravens. There's there's still a lot of quarterbacks that made it that are on Pat Mahomes rookie deals. Deshaun Watson still Deshaun Watson. That first yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a few of the playoff teams. Now, Trubisky, now really really break it down. Well, that just kind of shows you though that you don't have you're not paying your quarterback and and you can kind of fill in outside of it. Yeah, you you save so much money because they're saying every quarterback makes decent money. Oh yeah, like yeah. there's just no way to get a cheap quarterback. I know Rodgers is thirty-three million expensive, but the other quarterbacks are still in the fifteen to twenty range. If you're like a mediocre guy, yeah, I mean Matt Ryan's still getting thirty million. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins getting his twenty-eight and a half. I think it was plus bonuses. Yeah. So other than the Packers, who are the most disappointing teams in the NFL this year? Probably, probably the Vikings, right? I, think Vikings I would have think to be right Steelers up there. too. Steelers were a disaster. Yeah. Vikings, Steelers. Steelers still almost snuck into the playoffs. I guess the Vikings did too, but that was yeah. like on a, in a down so, conference. So when I saw that if the uh, Colts-Titans uh, game ended in a tie, the Steelers would make the playoffs, I did go online and try to bet that because I just thought it'd be fun <laughs> to cheer nice. for. I couldn't find any odds on it because I, I looked. There was two ties this year in the NFL out of 256 games. 
So that was 0.7% of games ended in a tie. So I thought if I could get like 100 to 1 odds, probably what Vegas would have put it at, I would have thrown like two bucks on there just to cheer for that, just so I could be rooting with Steelers fans. I was thinking, thinking, what a brutal... It it had to be a decent payout too. Yeah. Yeah. What a brutal end to a season though if you're a Steelers fan sitting at home. Just please (laughs) tie. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. But that game was pretty ugly. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway. Blaine Gabbert, not not a good quarterback. No. But even Jacksonville, I think, was a little bit of a disappointment coming into the season. I think they oh, were yeah, regarded as one of the, the better AFC teams and completely just yeah, fell that's, apart. That kind of shows you that Bortles really is just a flash in the pan. He just had that amazing year. <laughs> yeah. and Falcons were bad. Yeah, Falcons cleaned house. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator gone, and a couple other coaches, I believe. So. And you like Devonta Freeman goes down, I think you it's tied some of that, but you have the yeah, emergence of Calvin Ridley coming in. They have, they have plenty they, to go on offense, but I think their defense kind of their yeah, secondary they, got it pretty. They pretty lost, up. Uh, yeah, a couple starters in the secondary like right away, maybe even in the first game of the season, the first two games of the season. So it was just ugly all around. It was, I guess we shouldn't feel so bad. There were uh, quite a few teams who were yeah who were snake bitten. Yeah, yeah. Although the Eagles lose their quarterback, and again, Foles comes to the rescue. So everybody's Just rooting for the Eagles, right? <laughs> Carson Wentz, enjoy your time in Jacksonville. Oh, man. <laughs> Nick Foles, be gone, right? When Nick Foles takes over as new starter. And now for what you've all been waiting for. The 2018 Questy Awards. We're going to join live, previously recorded. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Questionable Return proudly presents to you the Questy Awards. And now your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first annual Questy Awards. We're so so many goosebumps. We're here Ooh, to, I'm so excited. We're here yeah, to honor. The intro was amazing. 2018. <laughs> Wisconsin sports, what a year we had! Cue the question. So music. many, so many awesome <laughs> moments to make up the 2018 Wisconsin sports year. There were some ups and some downs, and we have it all covered along the way. We uh, we saw our Packers go through one of the most tumultuous seasons they've had, resulting in a coach fired mid-season. Is that something we've ever seen before? Uh, Not that I can recall. No, no, I don't think it's ever happened in Green Bay. Mm, so that's there's good, bad, and ugly. That's kind of the ugly. Uh, Badgers football, injury plague season, preseason hype, ranked top 10. Yeah. Quickly faded away. Injuries, that team fell off. So we're looking for at least football to rebound, but also bas- basketball, Badgers basketball, Marquette basketball. No tournament. 
Man. Surprising to see. Frustrating. It's starting to sound like maybe it wasn't such a great year in Wisconsin <laughs> not sports. Not such a great year no, so far. Not at all. All of well, our all of our staples of Wisconsin have have disappointed us. But there's got to be there's got to be a bright spot. There's got to be a bright there's spot. Be. There always is. There's light at the end of the tunnel. The Bucks, they went into the playoffs to start the year, had a seven game series with the Celtics. That was hard fought. Celtics were really injured. They had home court though, seven games. Bucks lose a tough one, but that did maybe springboard them a little bit, get some playoff experience, and they've been. About the most dominant yeah. team in the NBA. Def- definitely made me more excited to get ready for this upcoming season. So yeah, they ended 2018 number one in the NBA. Yeah, so, so we we can't we can't not like that, right? Yeah, the Bucks are are hot. They they almost could have been the team of 2018, if not for the Brewers. Oh, the Brewers yeah. had oh, one Brewers. of the greatest seasons in the Cinderella in franchise history. Not really, but <laughs> oh, in some ways, but no to start was, the season. Yeah, no one was picking them at the beginning of the year. Oh no, who would have guessed though? The Brewers get a division crown, an MVP, and one game away from a World Series. I don't think anyone saw that coming beginning of the year. Not at all. Not at all. Amazing team. So I would expect going into these Questy Awards that the Brewers will be well represented. It's you hard. would think so. They kind of feel like the standout, the team of the year. But, you know, the, the Bucks had something to say about it. And maybe even the Packers sneak in there in a few spots. So, But these are your awards. These you were voted chose on. these. These were we voted on. They're not our not awards. Not at all. These. So this is all by the people. So thank you. First of all, thank you for your participation in these awards. Like Pete said, these are these are your awards. We didn't have any influence except for the couple of votes that we threw in, in into the mix. So I voted once. Once by me. My daughter voted. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh, annoyed my family by just talking about how they should all vote for that on Christmas <laughs> instead and, of. And talk- they all boycotted it. <laughs> uh, I did get a couple of them to come around. They there don't you support you, Mike. Barely. Yeah. You'll have the last laugh. Yeah. Once this podcast goes all the way to number 1,000 in Wisconsin sports, <laughs> <laughs> we're on our way. So I think I'll kick off the first award. I'm going to start with something big, right? Definitely. Wisconsin win of the year. Ooh. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. So the nominations were Brewers win game 163 at Wrigley Field to take the division. That was a big one. I that, remember watching oh yeah. that one. That was, that was fun. really exciting. Anytime you can go and eliminate the Cubs from winning the division in Wrigley, oh, it's, it's got to be up there. Another one was Bucks win game six over Boston, the final game at the Bradley Center, and then they forced the game seven. That's a good one. It's a good way to end the Bradley Center. Yeah. Seeing the Bucks actually be competitive in the playoffs, too. We we're starting to kind of first feel hope about the this Bucks team gelling and Giannis. Yeah, the more I see on TV, the more I appreciate Fiserv. Oh, oh man. That, that <laughs> was so great. Good. Yeah. Once that, you compare it to yes. the Bradley Center. That should have been an award. We didn't best talk about new, that. Best new arena in Wisconsin. But yeah, we went on Saturday, and, man, that place is, you got to go. Yeah, go. I'm now the, the only one who hasn't, hasn't gone, yeah. And then Packers have Aaron Rodgers return from knee injury to overcome a 20 to nothing deficit against the Bears in week one. That was fun. That yeah, was there was. That's I mean, when you thought, oh, it's our yes, year. Yes, we that seemed this. to be. We were all watching that. I was ready to just leave at halftime. Oh, yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden the comeback came on and it felt great. That was definitely the highlight of the Packers season. 
So, the winner goes to... Brewers win game 163 at Wrigley Field to take the division. Wow. Congratulations, Woo! Brewers. You yeah, did it. I think that's a, a well-deserved award. Uh, do you know that's only the Brewers' third division title in franchise history? It's what was the other one? 82's got to be one, right? 82 and then the 2011 uh, season. The only other time they made the playoffs was a uh, wild card. Yeah. So good win by the Brewers. They had 73, a little over 73% of the vote. So the fans overwhelmingly picked this as the, as the definitely the win of the year, second to um, Aaron Rodgers' comeback against the Bears in week one. So I tend to agree with the fans. Yeah. That's how I'd kind of rank it of, of the available options. I think that stands out as uh, probably my favorite sports moment of the whole year. So I do agree with the fans. I voted for that one. It's nice to see uh, Brewers getting a lot of love there. Yeah, if the Bucks could have forced, could have won that game seven, that one might have been a little closer. Yeah. So, good year, good job. And the next Questy Award is the Sideline Reporter of the Year. This one's exciting. The nominees are Jesse Garcia, who does Packers preseason games, but I think she's done now. Uh, she's moved on from that. She might be the dark horse of this. Katie George. Just hired to do Bucks games. Did she miss Kentucky? Yes. Uh, she played volleyball at Louisville. Miss Kentucky. Uh, Telly Hughes. Always a pleasure. He was with the team for a while. I think like eight years doing the Bucks and Brewers pregame. They moved on from him, but we threw him on here just to see if anybody missed Telly Hughes. He was still once, a part of 2018. Yeah. Once we get good, see it, Telly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sophia Minert, who does the Brewers sideline reporting. Bilingual. And, and bilingual, speaks to the players in Spanish. I always like she's Sophia. She's pretty fantastic. She does a great job on the sidelines. Yeah, I think she's she's top-notch. But let's see what the fans had to say. And the questie goes to... Katie George. Oh. This was a close vote. Wow. 32% of the vote to Katie George, 29% to Sophia Minert. Surprisingly, Jesse Garcia right in there, too, with 27%. Maybe name familiar familiarity there for, for Jesse Garcia? Maybe. Maybe. Packers. She's Packers? been doing it yeah. for a while. Uh, Katie George wins first. The first, newbie. First year on the job. Not even year. First half year on the job. <laughs> Um, overwhelming, overwhelmingly fan favorite. I'm guessing a lot of people uh, have Googled her since we've last Maybe. mentioned her. That might have helped her uh, a little bit. Um, like but I, said, I, you know, I think she does a top-notch job uh, for the Bucks. I she's, think she, she does a very good job. She's very knowledgeable. She knows what she's talking about. She's not just um, eye candy, so to say. <laughs> because I mean, but yeah, she, she is. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. She is former Miss Kentucky. Deny that she's a beautiful. I woman, do. Uh, but I will agree. She knows what she's talking about. She does good work. I listen to a lot of games on the radio, especially with my work schedule. And they brought her on uh, one halftime show and just kind of interviewed her, uh, Ted Davis. And she did seem very excited about the job and very knowledgeable. So I can't be too upset. I do like Sophia. I like the fact the relationship she has with the players, speaking to them in Spanish. I like when she's doing a report 
and they're just off camera trying to get her to laugh or screw up. Yeah. You'll see them like floss yeah. dancing and throwing sunflower awesome. seeds in the air. So I was kind of pulling for Sophia, but congratulations, Katie George. You won a Questy Award. All right, let's move on. You guys ready for this one? I am. All right. So this is Departure of the Year. Happy to see him go. (laughs) All right. Our nominees are Brett Hundley, Ty Montgomery, Jabari Parker, Demarius Randall, and Jonathan Villar. Or VR. I forget what how do you say it. VR, I believe. So the questie goes to <laughs> Jabari Parker. Oh, I don't think that one's too big a surprise. Yeah. Parker's departure did make this Giannis' team. Uh, the rest of the Bucks roster are not high picks, and they came, or they came from other teams. Uh, so I'm thinking Jabari being happy to see to go kind of goes to how he's doing on the Bucks on the Bulls on the Bulls right now. Yeah. So he hasn't played in his last uh, let's see four, five, six, seven, eight games. He's been in- inactive or did not play. So he he kind of stated that he hates defense and he will never play defense. <laughs> yeah, he says he doesn't get paid to play yeah, defense. Yeah, he doesn't get paid to play defense. Well, he might not get paid much longer. Yeah. Because he, uh, he's looking like on his way out of Chicago and who knows where he's going. Good job getting that $20 million this year. Uh, yeah, I think it's important that he left because, like we're saying, the rest of the team is either guys who came here knowing it's Giannis' team or they're guys that weren't real high draft picks. Jabari was, you know, an alpha dog his whole life, basically. High school, he's a top high school player from Chicago. Goes to the Duke, number two overall pick. I don't think he ever really liked the fact that it was Giannis's team. He was upset when he was coming off the bench. Uh, even we noticed in Bucks bulls games this year, Parker went after Giannis whenever he got the chance when Giannis was oh, defending yeah. him. Right. He yep. wanted to score on him. I think Parker just is some guy who who viewed it as, like, I'm going to be, well, he's number two pick. I'm going to be a guy who has my own team. Like, I'm going to be the best player on a team. And that's where his departure, I think, just kind of helped clean up the locker room, make this, this is Giannis' team. We don't need you around here anymore. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah. I just wanted to say he got 41% of the votes. Uh, And second, it was Demarius Randall, who (laughs) also... Kind of was a locker room. Yeah, I was going to say, what's interesting cancer, is so. maybe the Packers kind of canceled each other out because there were three Packers, and they all got somewhere in the teens between 15 and 19% <laughs> of the vote. Right. So, And I think the fans rightfully voted this. I think three of those, like Ty Montgomery, Demarius Randall, and Jabari Parker, were all locker room cleanouts, as you mentioned. Yeah. Hunley, so. Hunley was a likable guy. He just mm-hmm. uh, he lost just, a couple games. Wasn't just didn't look good. <laughs> But yeah, Valari was last, obviously. I don't think we had any beef against him. I mean, he was a fun guy. That Brewers team's pretty fun overall. I don't think anybody has a locker room. Yeah, he was one of those guys who maybe was just a little bit of a disappointment after after having a big year and then defensively. But But yeah, we're all uh, happy to see Jabari go. Yeah, he's kind of become a guy that's a little bit fun to uh, cheer against. Sorry, Jabari. Moving on, Rookie of the Year. 
Wisconsin Rookie of the Year. We had a lot of exciting new young players make their appearance in 2018. So of the which, Jair Alexander, cornerback for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Dante DiVincenzo, guard for the Bucks. Freddie Peralta, exciting relief pitcher for the Brewers. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, wide receiver for the Packers. You know, if only these awards had come around just a little bit later. Well, DJ Wilson, could he have counted at all? Or, or is this, I guess this is his sophomore yeah, year. this is his sophomore year. Because he was a rookie in 2018, but at the end of the season, because Dante DiVincenzo has now been benched. But who wins? But the winner goes to... None other than Jair Alexander, defensive back, Green Bay Packers. That seemed that seemed like a good, obvious pick there. I, I really was uh, impressed with how he uh, stepped up this year. Uh, Football Outsiders, which I'm a big fan of, they uh, did their all-rookie team, and they said Denzel Ward of the Browns and Jair Alexander were the clear-cut top two corners. I think they might have been the top two drafted, but it, it was kind of like they were a tier and no one else made that tier so yeah you can just see his play out there his moxie and, and innate leadership skills that's kind of take over that defense i think it's good to see as a rookie it was pretty good yeah so he had 66 combined tackles uh two fumble recoveries only one interception but um yeah he had 11 passes defense so not a bad year for a rookie yeah solid uh Opening year to build on. I think we all have pretty high hopes for him going forward. He's going to be durable as well. I mean, that was kind of the, the not coming on King. He's yeah. stay in the field. Good King to see, like, Jared Alexander seemed to be pretty durable throughout the season. So we need to finally hit on one of these cornerback <laughs> yeah. right? prospects. Yeah, just thinking to these other rookies, though, Dante DiVincenzo looks like he was, looked like he was well on his way to uh, uh, getting a lot of minutes on this team. Uh, of course, the team has changed a little bit. George Hill kind of is that secondary point guard, shooting guard kind of guy now. So it gives you the chance to sit Dante and give him give him herd minutes. And but he he is he could look like a good piece for this team. Yeah, I st- I still have high hopes for all the other guys on the oh, list. Oh yeah, too. Freddie Peralta had a great year. Yeah, starting good, and I, great really, postseason. I, yeah. Yeah, I think if Freddie Peralta had been a bigger part of the end of the year, maybe he yeah. he would have gotten more votes, but. Yeah, and even an MVS came on as probably the leader of that receiving core. I think Jamon Moore yeah. was probably he's the highest drafted, and I think there was more high hopes for him, and kind of faded throughout training camp yeah. at the end of the year. But between Equiminia St. Brown and and him, I think he kind of established himself as kind of the go-to or the next up-and-coming receiver in Green Bay. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's move on from rookie to guys who were first year with the team because these were free agent signing of the year. Ooh, this could be interesting. So we had Lorenzo Kane, Jimmy Graham, Ersan Ilyasova, and Brooke Lopez. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Splash Mountain. There we go. <laughs> so without further ado. West, he goes to Lorenzo Kane. So this one, this one was kind of a runaway. Kind of a runaway. So. It had to be Kane, right? Uh, he got over sixty percent of the vote. Although Brooke Lopez got over thirty percent. 
Yeah, I the mean, other... he, he's been pretty solid for the last month shooting a three-pointer. He's basically just a really tall Curry now. Yeah, did, <laughs> yeah, didn't he just set an NBA record? Yeah. He did. Yeah. Back-to-back games with seven, seven threes for a center. Yeah, first so, time it's ever been done. Yeah, so sorry, Brooke. If the voting had been open later, you might have made a late run, but it had to be Kane, yeah. right? 70% of his shots are coming from beyond the arc. <laughs> That's crazy. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Like Andy's pointed out, he's <laughs> how low he is on the team in rebounding. Like he's yeah. S- big, true seven-footer. But I think the last game, what, he had 25 points or something like that, and 21 of those were three-pointers. That means two yeah. were inside the arc. He really lets it fly. But Kane was the obvious choice. He was fantastic batting at the top of the order right. for the Brewers. He finished second in the National League in war. Not too shabby for free agent signing. Second to who? Christian Yelich. Oh, yeah. That's pretty crazy That's to pretty get intense. both of those guys. You can and see even his, his baseball knowledge and in, in kind of pairing with Council, both of those guys, I think you saw their effects on the team. It became a much a smarter baseball team. Yeah, there was that one play with the base running where he's calling out what guys should be doing while the play's going on. And, yeah, yeah you can just tell. He's a leader. He's got that yeah, high mm-hmm. IQ. He's won a World Series. He's a gold glove candidate every year. Yeah, he made some fantastic defensive But plays. I love how he's not a power. He looks like a power hitter, but mm-hmm. he's not. He's a total like, slap hitter. He changes yeah. his swing every single time. He just tries to get on base. It's pretty great. I'm glad we got him back. Yeah. I'm, I'm so mad when they got rid of him, honestly, because he was starting to look good in center field on that team way back when. He was, And he's a small-town guy. I feel like he doesn't like the limelight. He's not searching out to get the fame stuff. Him, him and Yelich both kind of just kind of that go with the flow type of yeah, type of guys. Don't don't look for the to, the accolades to show how loved he was. Uh, you remember when we played in Kansas City? He got like a standing ovation. And yeah, pe- people had signs about how they missed Lorenzo Cain, and they were cheering him every at bat. Like they were really sad to see him go. Yeah, he kind of reminds you of uh, when we had Mike Cameron, a little bit that older guy who's just everybody loves him. Yeah, so. it kind of brings a, a different energy and yeah. leadership to a team. So, yeah, that's well deserved. Uh, and then there you go, Brewers. Brewers making making noise in these awards. Yeah, Jimmy Graham was easy not to pick. Jimmy Graham did get a little over three percent of the vote, so some a few people. Urson broke his nose, so that probably didn't help him. Yeah, Urson beat out Jimmy Graham, but I'm surprised Jimmy Graham did get some votes because so, I did want a Packer to be in there, but right. there was really well. He no was second on the team in catches. Uh, I mean, if that goes for anything, I was so <laughs> excited for the signing of Jimmy Graham. I was a I've been a lifelong Jimmy Graham fan since his yeah. days, even with New Orleans, kind of that that hybrid receiver. Like tight end. And even last played year. The basketball tight end. He was still so good in the red zone. Even if he looked like he had lost a step, he, he was a, one of the best red zone weapons in the NFL, but we just didn't see this that offense this offense just wasn't clicking. Yeah, I think that could be a... So I'm hoping better days are ahead coming in 2019. Yeah. Because he will not be cut. <laughs> yeah. It'll be an expensive cut if he does. Hit. Next on our list, we have most satisfying loss of the year. Not involving Wisconsin sports. Yes. Yes. All right. So our nominees are Celtics to the Cavaliers in the Easter Conference Finals, Cubs to the Rockies in the Wild Card Game, Dodgers to the Red Sox in the World Series, and Vikings to the Eagles in the NFC Championship Game. And the questie goes to... 
Cubs to the Rockies in the wild card game. I think anytime you can see the Cubs lose, it's a, it's a good win. Yeah. Yeah, the game did directly affect the Brewers. Yeah. As they got to play the Rockies, the possibly easier team. I didn't want to play the Cubs, although I did want to beat them again, but and uh, I don't know. I just wouldn't have felt good playing the Cubs again. Honestly, I was dreading a Brewers-Cubs playoff series just with how much their fans, because there's a ton of Cubs fans living in Wisconsin around us. Yep. Like we pointed out, that's some of the reason they take over Miller Park. It's not just all people traveling, but... Yeah, it felt like the Brewers would have almost lost home field advantage by having right. so many Cubs fans there. Yeah, and then the Rockies had a lot of travel issues. They like traveled from L.A. to Chicago to back to Colorado and all this kind of stuff. So it kind of was in the Brewers' favor to play them, and they, they showed it. They swept them. So Yeah, and that got over 50% of the vote. Uh, that was the easy choice. The, uh, the Red Sox beating the Dodgers and the Eagles beating the Vikings though, were both over 20%. Those were it's pretty close. Nobody fun. wants to see yeah. the Vikings make a Super Bowl. Yep, don't like that. I think, uh, yeah, don't want to see that. And then I think the uh, Dodgers, if if Manny Machado <laughs> wasn't in that series, I don't know if anyone would have cheered for the Red Sox quite as hard. But man, that should be Manny Machado loses to the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, 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 we should have. Definitely. Because I, li- I do like Kershaw. I mean, Kershaw's, I think, a great guy. Yeah, and he's been. But there are like easy players to hate on the Dodgers, like Rich Hill and, Just and so Manny Puig. Machado. Yeah, Puig those are old. Even Bellinger was kind of Ugh. annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have plenty of guys. Of course, when guys are hitting home runs against your team, it's they, you don't really like them. Right. Yeah. So next up is breakout performance by a young player, non-rookie. So we have a lot of those here in Wisconsin. So this is going to be a, an interesting, interesting set of votes here so first off we have malcolm brogdon then kenny clark kyler fackrell aka sackrell yeah double digit sacks josh Hader, and aaron jones and the winner of the questie goes to oh none other than strike king himself josh Hader. Well, Brewers just racking up these questions. Set two strikeout records this year. He recorded 16 consecutive outs via strikeout in an expansion era and strikeouts by season in a season by a left-handed reliever. That's an MLB record. Yeah, two two records. That's pretty hard to uh, not vote for him. He was not only like the best reliever in baseball. He he probably should have gotten a little more Cy Young buzz, really. Yeah, probably, yeah. As dominant as he was and as much of a weapon as he was. Right. A starter turned reliever. Yeah, he's looking like a, a dominant guy to have on the back of that bullpen. Yeah, that was the strength of the Brewers team was the bullpen. And he, he really was the best guy out of the bullpen, even though he wasn't the closer. He was the most feared guy, the most unhittable. And like you said, the strikeouts were unbelievable. That... uh that strikeout record he sent that he set for most uh, strikeouts by a left-handed reliever in a season. You know, he pitched like 77 innings. The guy who previously held the record pitched 150 innings in relief. Oh, man. That's (laughs) crazy. Yeah. So the other guy, whoever it was, uh, will add it to corrections, whoever had that record. It was purely just based on volume. But he really really doesn't look like a flash-in-the-pan kind of guy. The way his delivery is, he kind of hides it very well. He's very difficult for righties and lefties to hit. So 
I just think he has some nasty stuff. He found he found his location, and you saw it this year with 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 when he's hitting location, he's just so on. Yeah, he, he just, almost, he's uh, nearly unhittable. He almost reminds me a little bit of Randy Johnson, just in the way that he's tall and he has that long lefty delivery that guys just don't get looks at that kind of delivery. Right, it's hard to pick the ball up when it's coming from that angle that you just never see. And it helps when he throws as hard as he does. Yeah, I'm excited about Hader. I mean, so it's kind of a hard choice. Now, you have Burns, who looked good as a reliever. And now it looks like he's going to be a starter. Yeah. Where Hader was a starter. But as the last couple of years show, I don't think you can take him out of that bullpen. The way the way they use their bullpen. It's just He's such a big weapon to have for two innings or one out of that bullpen early mid game you can use him whenever so it's kind of it's kind of amazing yeah and he can pitch long relief i think he that's his role i i would just leave him as the best maybe the best bullpen pitcher in baseball and be happy with that i'll take that then second place was like aaron jones which is kind of interesting he's had he had a good year but i think having the suspension to start the season yeah played into it a little bit yeah i think uh my second or maybe even well, not first. I don't. I don't think you can get rid of Hader. But my my second was uh was Clark. I yeah. would say Clenny Clark had an amazing year. He was one of the best defensive tackles in the league, actually. Yeah, and they do an award within the D linemen of like the player of the week. They give him, I think, a sledgehammer, keep hammering yeah, away. I believe so. And Kenny Clark had it for like ten weeks in a row, where he was just the consensus best defensive lineman on the Packers. So yeah, I really liked him. But yeah, going into the year where you have Wilkinson and and Daniels, and it just Clark turned out to be the best one. I think Jones, though, fantasy football maybe gives you a little bump right. when you can have a guy there yeah. versus <laughs> defensive players. Yeah, those defensive linemen, kind of the unsung heroes. Still have to show the love to Clark. Yeah, right. yeah. Good year by all those guys, though. So let's move on to executive of the year. The nominees are course from our three professional teams brian gut kunst gut kunst gut let's call him gut 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 kunst gut kunst gut kunst there we go david stearns and john horst with the bucks all have done a pretty decent job even gut yeah and the quest he goes to In a runaway, David Stearns. Easily. Yeah, totally agree this one. This one is hard, yeah, to, uh, to vote for <laughs> anyone else. That. When he acquires the two National League war leaders in the same offseason, how can you in really argue? In the same day. Same day, Mind yeah, you. that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, he was well-deserving. But even the other two guys have also done a pretty good job. Yeah. I liked Goot's draft. Horst made some... Like letting Parker go, adding Eli yep. Silva and Splash Mountain. D- drafting Dante and hiring the coach. Yeah, those are all good moves. So that all happened in 2018. But it, it kind of hurts that the Bucks season is kind of split 2018 right. 19. So possibly next year you might see Horst getting a little push in that. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. When you, when you can see the type of product that they put on, on the field with only the 20, was it 23rd? Highest payroll, yeah, in, the, in Major League Baseball and getting a game from the World Series. 
mean, you can't forget, like, they brought street free agent Miley into this club. Yeah. And multiple players go down early. Canable mm-hmm. and I think Braun got hurt early, right? Or someone else. I can't remember. But a couple guys went down. It was like, oh, yeah. what are we going to do? Pitching wise, too, the starters, a couple guys went down. So they had to figure it out. Miley, Miley even missed a couple months. But yeah, they, they really showed and he made a lot of good moves mid season. Yeah, because we can't forget what moves they made there. Yeah, because we had no. Sedano and Soria and Moustakis. all those guys. Mustakis, yeah. No Jimmy Nelson. So yeah, he, he, he gambles on Miley. He adds uh, Gio Gonzalez mid season. Yeah, he's, he's certainly willing to keep making moves, too, even if. Not every single one worked. Scope was probably the one that didn't really work, but I'd say all the rest of his moves did seem to work. Yeah, he admittedly said, I, I wish I never made that move, so <laughs> that Scope move. The thing is, though, Scope was coming off being like AL player of the oh, week, yeah. and he's been an all-star and a 30-home yeah. run hitter, yeah. so it's not like he was right. It wasn't a, up a, some, a terrible move at yeah. the point, but yeah, it just turned out to be bad. <laughs> But, yeah, good on David Stearns. We're all very happy to have him and very happy to see that uh, we're not letting him leave because there were rumors right away that the Mets wanted to hire him away. And the owners were not going to let that happen. Or owner Antanasio was saying, we're going to pay him, we're going to keep him. Yeah, definitely. Just a good business move. Okay, moving on to the field generals now. The coach of the year. So your nominees for the Questy is are Mike Budenholzer, Craig Council, Greg Gard, and Steve Wojciechowski of Marquette. And the Questy goes to Craig Council with a one of them. Almost 81% of the votes. Man, these brewers are taking these. Now, Garden Wojciechowski were just kind of throwing in there. Throwing, just, yeah. Just, just, just uh, to give them at least... <laughs> to have another nom- option. Just, yeah, get, they get the nomination credit. Like it Academy looks like they maybe got one vote apiece. They, they each <laughs> did, yeah. They each got a vote. Uh, I'm a little surprised Coach Bud, though, didn't get more votes. He got a little under 16%. Yeah, he's done such a solid job with this team. Even know. half of a season, again, but yeah, yeah, a team that again one one win away from the World Series. This team, the Bucks team, hasn't yet. Though they are the best team in basketball as of right now, with almost what forty percent, forty five percent of the the season in the books. Yep. I think they're going to yeah. go with the sure. We know what happened for the Brewers season. I think if we could fast forward to see what the end of the Bucks season would be, we be, might see might a little bit different. Good. So <laughs> vote differential, but so like Pete said, with the split season, maybe Budenholzer, maybe he's on the rise next year too, Coach yeah. Bud, because I really like him. The every time I see or hear something else about him, the way he handles practice and what he's preaching, Coach really Budface, like Coach Budface was our favorite face of the year. <laughs> but Council, yeah, Council deserved it. Uh, I really thought Council was great down the stretch. Because I know it can be easy to second-guess baseball managers about, oh, that pitching move didn't work out. You're terrible. But I thought Craig Council was really pulling a lot of the right strings when we we had to win, remember, at the end of that year to keep up with the the Cubs. And uh, Council had a few games where he made some moves that worked out perfectly. Yeah. I think we're going to right the wrong that the MLB had, not giving manager of the year to Craig Council. So we're going to give him. Manager of the Plus, year. Plus, I mean, of the year. what would you rather have? 
Coach of the Year Award or a Questy? <laughs> Questy. Yeah. Obviously, a Seriously. Questy. Yeah, Craig, look for that in the mail. You can we'll mail enjoy it to your, your... Enjoy your digital uh, award. <laughs> we'll mail it to your house. You can put it on your mantle. <laughs> <laughs> Awards given out earlier today. <laughs> The following awards were given out before the taping of the Questy Awards. The award for most challenges lost within two minutes of your first game as head coach went to Joe Philbin. Congratulations, Joe. You did it. The award for only podcast guest of 2018 went to Chris from Ireland. Congratulations, Chris. The award for Oh, Please Be a Quarterback Prospect That Finally Pans Out. I Can't Take Another Season of Alex Hornerbrook and Jack Cohen. I'm begging a higher power for you to be good quarterback. Please. Graham Mertz. Way to go, Graham. (laughs) And the award for best nickname of 2018 went to Thon Maker, Shot Taker, Heartbreaker, Leaf Raker, Bread Baker, Rim Shaker. (laughs) That award, though, did also receive an honorable mention of AMP. And you might wonder, what is AMP? AMP is Andy, Mike, and Pete. As the (laughs) podcast. AMP, AMP, AMP you up. as As the intro always introduces us. We now have a new marketing campaign. Of, we're going to amp people up. Get amped. <laughs> there we go. Maybe rebrand the podcast in oh. 2019. And the award for losing it the most when I do Yoda voice goes to <laughs> Andy. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Love me some Yoda. And now back to the Questy Awards live. Take it away, amp. And now it's time for the play of the year. There were some good ones in here. I know in our voting we had links to all the plays. If you still haven't watched them, you should you should find these plays. And check them out because there's some great ones on there. Giannis is represented twice. First for his hike pass to Chris Middleton. Threw the ball between his legs to a sprinting Middleton. From half dunk. court to about the free throw line a bit. Hey, if we're still looking for a long snapper, I think we found one. Yeah, exactly. Giannis is also on there, too, though, for when he jumped over Tim Hardaway Jr. at Madison Square Garden. That's uh, This is my personal favorite. Yeah, that's where uh, Middleton threw an alley-oop, and he just threw it down while hurtling, posterizing Tim Hardaway. Yeah, my son and I have watched this over and over and over again. Yeah, it never gets old. And then uh, we've talked before about that week one win by the Packers over the Bears. So Rodgers to Cobb for 75 yards. That put the Packers in the lead. That was an exciting one. And then, of course, the Brewers are well represented. Brandon Woodruff, home run off of Clayton Kershaw, game one of the NLCS. Huge home run. And then also on here for the Brewers, Yelich. He had a two-home run game against the Tigers. This is when the Brewers had to keep pace with the Cubs with one game left in the regular season. So his second home run in that game to give the Brewers the lead. 
That's the that's the one that's specifically nominated. So a lot of good plays. Let's see who won. And the the quest he goes to. Christian Yelich for his second home run. This had to have been a close contest. This was the closest vote of everything. That got 29% and won. Uh, Giannis got just under 26%. Shame. Shame. Close. Shame. <laughs> Shame. I agree. Come on. Well, Did anybody watch these? That play it, is amazing. Yes, that play is amazing. And even but Gus a, Johnson. But a two-home oh, run. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I think game. I think game of the year that Yellow should have probably won, but it's hard to put play of the year on one home run. Yeah, and so this is tough. If you went with pure excitement, like what's just a freak play you that's don't true. see, it, that's Giannis. But if you put also the impact of the moment, Yelich is big. I actually I voted for Brandon Woodruff just because of how much that, that was a big moment. That meant, yes, yeah. and it was also so unexpected, but. So and uh, Rogers the Cobb got a little over twenty four percent, and Woodruff got seventeen. So this was really split. The hike pass to Middleton did that win an NBA award? Like or at least it was nom. Um, maybe, maybe it didn't win, yeah. but it was nominated for best assist. Yeah, I believe so. Year. But that didn't get much of the vote because I think it was just overshadowed by uh, Giannis's other dunk. But all really. Great moments and great plays. I do think the dunk won dunk of the year, though. That does sound right. Because so. it is absolutely it posterizing. Is, it's amazing. <laughs> amazing, yeah. And Giannis makes it look so easy. He even Tim. said he didn't even know Tim was there. <laughs> which <laughs> added insult injury. Yeah. It's almost as amazing when Carter dunked over Yao Ming. Yeah. It, it looked like that. Though that, that one was way more impressive. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, I, th- I do think that. All these plays, though, were were deserving of play of the year. As yeah, exciting uh, times for Wisconsin sports. Those are good picks. So you're gonna have these. We're gonna have these posted on our website, so you can go back and watch these. Click on the links and watch them on YouTube. They're all deserving. Rogers the Cobb touchdown was pretty impressive too. So yeah, that got. I remember us watching that together, and it yeah. got all of us just screaming. The instantly jump out of your seat and scream at the TV moment. Right. So as much as we want to pay tribute to all of the winners of the 2018 Wisconsin sports, we do have to give tribute to those that we lost in 2018. Jim Taylor, Packers legend. Red Schoendienst, Milwaukee Braves player and our MLB Hall of Famer. Davey Nelson, Brewers coach and TV personality. Ron Curry, Marquette basketball player. Stephen Eldard, Marquette men's soccer coach. Fred Carr, Packers player. Jim Victor, race car driver. Jason Johnson, also race car driver. Grant Wittenberger, Marquette men's basketball player. Rob Piccolo, Brewers player. All right, now the questy. 
that you've all been waiting for, the Wisconsin Athlete of the Year. This is the best picture of the Quest of the Awards. Lock this of the is, week. This is, a, this is no, the, the one the, everyone no, tunes No, the best in. picture is like the Wisconsin Athlete of the Year Quest Award. Even better. Yes. This is the one people are going to be Googling what one I need to know Athlete of the Year. Oh, I can't wait till we go back, to, like, go back to work and people are like at the water fountain asking, like, did you hear who won yes, the yeah. Questy Athlete oh of the Year? This is amazing. All right. And the nominees are Giannis Antetokounmpo. Goosebumps. Aaron Rodgers. Jonathan Taylor of your Wisconsin Badgers. And Kristen Yelich. And the Questy goes to... Kristen Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers. I know MVP. So the Brewers continue their dominant Dominance run over these awards. The in they really were the team of the year. Yeah, so, so he joins Fingers, Yount, and Braun as the only players that have won MVP awards for the Milwaukee Brewers. And, of course, he just had uh, Barry Bonds type of year. The end of the year <laughs> was the, the incredible. Of the year. And who would have ever guessed this when we traded for him? I mean, I thought he was a nice hitter. I was happy to get him. But MVP level, batting 300, hitting 30-some home runs. I, I was super excited to have them, like the Kane signing and then trading for him. I thought that was a nice roundup of our outfield. But I, you're right. I, I thought Kane was going to be the leader of the two. And to see him put up those kind of numbers is insane. Yeah, Yelich is – he was the talk of – Wisconsin sports for a lot of the season. I feel like everyone I would that want to talk sports with me would mention Christian Yelich at some point. Especially that second half of the season. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And he did get 68% of the vote, so he comfortably won this. Are you guys uh, surprised? Just Not that uh, Rodgers got less than 2% of the vote, but going into this year, would you have ever imagined an Athlete of the Year award would have Aaron Rodgers as not Third. Nah, that last actually. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor even got uh, almost five percent of the vote. He he did lead the country in rushing. Yeah, he had a great year. And Giannis, of course, then was second. But Yelich, yeah, I think it's pretty hard to argue with the Yelich pick. So he was. uh, He almost won the triple crown. Can't forget that he was what two home runs and one RBI shy. He batted three twenty six with thirty six home runs and one hundred ten RBIs leading the NL on average, slugging percentage, and OPS. Uh, also a bunch of other stuff. But um, So his the average OPS and home run and stolen bases, only NL player to have uh, 320 average, 1,000 OPS, 30 home runs, and 20 stolen bases. There's only three players have, who have done that since 2000. So it's Vladimir Guerrero, Paul Goldschmidt, and Christian Yelich. Pretty solid. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers being so far down, I think having the worst season since 2008 kind of has that effect. Yeah, definitely. And then again, a split season kind of wrecks Giannis a little bit. I think he's amazing, but you got to give it to a guy who's actually won the MVP award. Yeah. And a team that, again, was one game away from the World Series. Yeah, even if you take all of Giannis's 2018, he's one of the best NBA players in the league easily. Yeah. But well, he's yeah. getting better every year. That's that's the thing that's amazing yeah. with Giannis is, I you, you think there's no room 
to wiggle and get better, but he ups his rebounds, ups his points every year. It's just crazy. He's gotten better at scoring in the paint, if that's possible. A little somehow. bit. With, with, <laughs> with just dunking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. I think he he has said he's he's worked a lot on uh, preparing for guys to defend the Euro step. He was doing the Euro step so much that he was trying to add in little wrinkles of sometimes when to not use the Euro step. How to and, fake it. And how to fake, yeah, and... Uh, Sometimes even one to dribble in and stop under the basket and try to maybe get right under the basket, do a little fake, mm-hmm. and get the guys to bite, and then go up and dunk. So he's he's added moves for a guy who still you know doesn't shoot a whole lot. He has gotten better, and he's added moves just to his arsenal of dunking and scoring in the paint. Yeah, and he was asked um, if just recently if if you're gonna take pointers from Lopez on three pointers, and he said. No, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to shoot from 30, 30 foot. <laughs> yeah. uh, he said, I'll let, leave that up to them. I'll do my job, what I'm supposed to do, and, and I'll leave the, the shooting to them, and I'll shoot when I when I get a chance. So uh, with the team around him, and it just, it's working out so well with that stretch five and how they spread the floor, and it's been, it's been pretty amazing. But, yeah, Kristen Yelich, he deserves this by far, uh, the best player in Wisconsin nobody can argue that yeah you win the mvp it's it's pretty hard to uh to argue with that with that being your year it it is the year of yelich the year of the brewers so what a successful 2018 questy award season that was an amazing showing by by the fans we appreciate your participation and getting the word out there and sharing it with others we had a very successful voto yeah it was good times. We hope to do it again next year. Maybe it becomes an annual tradition if our podcast doesn't fold before then. Because <laughs> we are questionable to return As every always. week. Yeah. So with that, we want to, again, thank you for, one, listening, two, voting. Um, but keep uh, reaching out to us. We have a mailbag, questionabletoreturn.com slash mailbag. Uh, keep that coming. Reach out on our social media, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn, and Twitter at q2return. Myself, personally, Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. You can find me at Mike R. Daly. And me at P. Cozy J-R. So with the new year, we appreciate you guys listening. Please keep giving us the five-star reviews. That really helps us. And uh, keep up the sharing. We really appreciate it. So with that, we'll catch you again. Goodbye, everybody. Latris on the Menjay.